You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. Winning. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 Kenny, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it. Like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans. That's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. I did not stutter. I'll tell you that story later, though. Joining me tonight for episode 140, the dudes with plenty of nudes, at wrong Elijah, at the knock says, soup, Elijah, grizz it up. Well, we finally made it. Divisional weekend, holy cow. You guys excited for your team's games this week? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because my team is playing games. <laughs> well, not With the kind of heart. games you want them to play. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about the dysfunctional Eagles, I'm sure, before the night is over. We're going to talk about the playoffs, what we saw last week, what we think we'll see this week, and everything in between Elijah's eyes. That's where my nose lives. <laughs> Ah uh, man, how you guys doing? Good. Excellent. Been wild. Little coup here. Wild, little wild insurrection west. there. Little uh, rebellion against America here. Little salt and pepper there. You got yourself a nice little meal. Fuck Donald Trump. You heard that song? It's, it's good song. Awesome. Good song. <laughs> I have not. But uh, sounds like a banger. It is a banger. He says, "I like we- white people, but I don't like you." <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, let's talk about the NFL then, huh? This is weird because we're starting a football podcast and like, I, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. I don't care about these games as much as when my team plays. <laughs> Says the sour Patriots fan who has to join the rest of us in reality. Yeah, it's fucking weird. And I will, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit that I do not care for it. I watched all the games this weekend, but I did it grudgingly and only because I didn't want to clean my house with my wife. <laughs> Excellent. It's hard. It's hard out here for a pimp, especially when you see all these very functional teams and your team is just a hot mess of fucking fire and garbage. That must be so cool to watch. You know what else was cool to that's, watch? That's me. The uh, What? The first play of the Steelers game when did the old oh whoops? My God. Just a little whoops. Yo, wanky doink. Uh, Denver Bronco'd it just like the, the Super Bowl thing, against the uh, Seahawks. The only <laughs> thing we were missing was the close up on the quarterback's face. I at least didn't see it. Seeing Peyton Manning have that ball go by his face was amazing. But, but <laughs> yep. still, still very, very enjoyable. Very enjoyable to see other teams be bad. Um, speaking of stupid people, Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, what what's our opinion about him running his mouth and then uh, losing? I said a couple weeks back, it's never worth it to run your mouth, and I think I was proven correct. He's already been told to like smarten up once this year. They told him to stop dancing and acting like an asshole. I wouldn't be shocked if he accidentally froze his feet in the offseason and we just start all over again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're talking about uh, Steelers wide receivers. Even after the game on TikTok, Chase Claypool said, yeah, well, they're still going to get their ass beat next week. So, <laughs> Yeah, but you know who's not going to get their ass beat? You, because you're home. You won't play next week. Not, not good. Not good. Not good. Good, 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 good. Hey, um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I see a large portion of football fans are absolutely fucking insane on twitter what if we trade a third round pick and alex smith's leg for carson wentz would the washington football team do that deal yeah it's like the sports uh sports talk uh callers when i used to listen to sports talk radio 
and the hosts would exactly. always yell at them because they're dumb. And I'd be like, well, don't yell. When I was younger, I was like, don't yell. They're just getting like this while you're on the show. And now I'm like, yeah, yell at them. They're fucking stupid. Like, I saw uh, the the big one for uh, New England right now is that Deshaun Watson is upset in Houston. We're going to trade for Deshaun Watson and see him packages for that. Last one I saw was the f- next four years of the Patriots' first round picks plus a second and a third this year. <laughs> it's like, it's you not. You can't do that. Come on. You, exactly. Like, are you crazy? And Patriots fans are lining up like we got our quarterback again. Okay, what if it doesn't? <laughs> like what it's if, a done deal. What if he gets mad at you? You'll be out of picks for longer than his contract is. He could walk away, and you'll still be sending picks to Houston. That's a move that a Bill O'Brien would do, not a Bill Belichick. Ah, uh, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what it was. The Bleacher <laughs> Report article had like uh trade packages for Deshaun Watson and it was like you know they get to the Eagles and it was like Carson Wentz a first round pick this year a first round pick next year and a second round pick next year Nah, I'm good and then you get to like because it did it for every team that needs quarterback it get got to the Patriots and it was like Jarrett Stidham a second round pick and a first round pick next year I was like what the fuck they want Jarrett Stidham for all right, I'd take that deal. I'd take that deal straight up. I would take a conditional seventh over Jared Stidham. Oh, yeah, Jared Stidham's not going to be playing football for the Patriots next year. Like, he's not good at it. He's not going to play for anybody. Well, I mean, he won't even be on the roster. He may be on a roster somewhere. You know who's going to be the Patriots quarterback next year? Kirk Cousins. Marcus Tom. Mariotto. Tom Tupa. Oregon. No, they're going to... Drink the Kool-Aid and draft Mac Jones. Mac Jones! Hey, I saw yeah. Mac Jones without his shirt on in a picture, and he is a thick boy. Speaking of saying Mac Jones, did you see that Lamar Jackson clip? I did not. I didn't listen to it, but I saw him oh laughing about something. <laughs> like, So it's like, all right, let's go to uh, Mike Jones from the you know Daily Star, whatever he was from. And uh, he starts to ask his question. You just see Lamar kind of go, un- you know, under his breath. He's like, Mike Jones. <laughs> and then he giggles a sec for a second. Then the guy's asking the question. And just all of a sudden he goes, Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Man, your name's lit. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. He gets so distracted in the moment. and Just because <laughs> the guy's name was Mike Jones. He couldn't help himself. He just had to... Mike Jones. You could tell he was still hyped up from adrenaline on the field. Probably because he didn't have to poop during the game. Yeah. He had a pregame poop. He was good to go. Harbaugh was like, get that turd out now. (laughs) Pump him full of laxatives before the game. (laughs) (laughs) I made you these cookies. Hey, Deshaun. Deshaun, yeah. Hey, Lamar, we're going to uh, gonna have you have an enema before the game today. Uh, hope you're okay with that. No poopsies today, okay? Important game. Hey, back yeah. to the Texans. Uh, this says WTF, which I looked at it at first and was like, Washington football team, are the Texans <laughs> doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you guys this question, and... What the fuck are the Texans doing? I don't know if you guys read the story, but um, they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to help them find a new GM candidate. And I guess the two candidates that the uh, firm recommended, they didn't end up hiring either one. They apparently were negotiating the contract with Omar Khan of the Steelers. And then whoever the guy was in charge of hiring Jack Esterby. Yeah. Yes. This Esterby fellow who No, it's Easterby. So but he sounds like an Ester hole, so So Mr. Easterby comes from the New England Patriots. He was their uh personal life coach or something. I I'm getting the exact title incorrect, but I think it was like the head of development of of character and organizational philosophy or something. It was silly. And somehow he's gotten his, his, his claws into the, the Texans owner's ear 
and like was running the show for a while despite not even really having a football background. So yes. he <laughs> tried to snipe Nick Casario two years ago um, at, I think, the Pro Bowl somewhere. And uh, That was a championship ring ceremony. <laughs> oh, it was a championship ring. He comes back for the championship ring ceremony, and he's like, hey, Nick, how about you quit your job and come work for us, which is not great the first week of the year. Like, you're not supposed to do that to another team. So he was the, the, the head of character development, and it turns out he's kind of a piece of shit. And he's been running the show over there. They haven't had a GM. It was Bill O'Brien for the longest time uh, that was doing everything, which was just hilarious based on what he did. Like, that was fun. Like, you just turn around and Bill did something else stupid. Uh, so Jack decided uh, it's time for Nick to come over. And now I guess Nick's Jack's boss. But Jack is also still the vice. The, the Texans are a mess. And that's why Deshaun wants out. Of course he wants out. Like, they said he would be part of the GM hiring process and, you know, the search for the coach. His input would be taken. Like, they didn't even approach him or anything. Didn't even tell him they had Casario as a candidate. They were negotiating in good faith with Omar Khan, and then Easterby just decides, nope, going this way. Off, He caught everybody off guard. They continuously like try to pitch Deshaun Watson off. I I'm convinced at this point that it's some sort of some sort of ploy to make him demand a trade so they can just offload his contract. Yeah. It's it's creepy weird. Here's your best receiver. Yep, never mind. He's gone. We're going to cut this other guy that's really good. We're going to trade this guy that's really good. You just throw to whoever we can find off the scrap heap, okay? And he and did. Still led the league in yeah. passing yards. And then he still killed it. Well, they were work. They're working against. And like, you could. They finally came to him. You know, whatever. And he spoke highly of Eric Bieniemy, and said, you know, his what he does on offense would really, you know, help me. You know, I could really perform in that offense. And he was the one guy that they hadn't even requested an interview with until Deshaun threw, you know, his hands up kind of publicly, made it be known he might want out. Well, let's say all these other teams that had head coaching positions open have requested to interview Bienemy when it, when he's available. So why are you the only team not going down that road of a guy who's, you know, leading or in the forefront of one of the know more prolific offenses in the league just doesn't make any sense especially since the fact that that was the one guy your star quarterback who you're trying to make happy requested it might have something to do with old cal mcnair and the fact that eric Bieniemy is a black head coach Mm -hmm. the same guy who once said you got the prisoners running the asylum which that's i mean he he mixed up the the euphemism there but uh yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> McNair's never checkered past, so. He probably voted for Trump. I wouldn't be surprised. Probably good friends with him. Yeah, they meet on Beat Your Meat Island. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a reality show I don't want to watch. <laughs> it's not that bad. Me and Elijah watched the first season. <laughs> They got themselves in some sticky situations. <laughs> <laughs> and who got themselves out of a sticky situation? That would be Mr. Schottenheimer. The OC in Seattle has parted ways with Seattle. They called it a mutual parting of ways. Apparently, Pete Carroll and Schottenheimer did not agree on offensive philosophies. He's not going to be able to bring in anybody who's going to agree with him. <laughs> Look at the way. I mean, this the Seattle situation is the same thing with the Vikings. And if Gary Kubiak decides he's going to retire, which I don't care, go ahead and do it. Uh, you still run into a head coach that wants to run the ball first and then make passing a secondary option when you, that's exactly the opposite the way the league operates these days. Uh, yeah. Okay. You want to put emphasis on running the football when you have one of the more elite quarterbacks in the entire NFL. 
I was just making any sense that. to me. In fact, some it's might not like say, they have like a middle of the road guy who's you know just a guy, and you have to run the ball. They have an unlimited Let Russ guy. Cook. Some All might, he does is win. Some might even call him Mister Unlimited. <laughs> He's uh, got he... unlimited time to do podcasts now because he ain't playing football. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come on, the Joy Practices podcast, Russ. We'll let you cook. Ching. As long as your portion sizes are unlimited. <laughs> yeah, but he's not that good in hey. the playoffs. He has a losing record in the playoffs. It's not good. It's not good. Hey, Elijah. What if I told you that one of your favorite people in the world, Donald Trump. Donald John Trump? Offered the Medal of Freedom. A very esteemed honor to Bill Belichick. Highest civilian honor that can be offered by a president or by anyone. Uh, yeah. And Bill Belichick turned it down. He said, no thanks. And now to me, it is big news. Um, and for a couple different reasons. One, Bill Belichick has a long history with the Navy and, and, and the armed forces branches of, of the United States. His dad uh, coached the Navy for a very long time. That's where you got to start. The military to Bill Belichick is a big deal. Uh, and with that, honors that come along with being an American citizen, I feel like, to Bill Belichick are a really big deal. When I saw that Donald Trump was doing this, I assumed, incorrectly, that Bill Belichick would accept it and he'd do what he always does and he'd go like... Uh, but I was incorrect. And he, he declined it. He released a statement. I thought it was a well-written statement. I thought it was well thought out. I don't think that uh, uh, he wanted to necessarily burn bridges all over. He It was a uh, right down the middle thing about uh, the events of last week and how it wasn't the proper time and all of this stuff. So to me, it was a smart move. I don't think that there is much upside for accepting a Medal of Freedom from the president in these last however many, 11 days or whatever it is. Uh, there are a lot of people trying to distance themselves from Donald Trump and showing up on a stage with him in the next two weeks may not be the best of things for uh, your uh, career movie. Well, I mean, Bill Belichick wasn't getting fired over it, but it's... it. In the annals of history, the people that show up on the stage with Donald Trump in the next two weeks will probably be remembered. So, it was—I think—is a smart move. Um, and yeah, that's that's uh, that's our opinion. We welcome yours. My favorite part of the statement is he says, and I quote: "One of the most rewarding things in my professional career took place in 2020." When through great leadership within our team, conversations about social justice, equality, and human rights moved to the forefront and became actions. Yeah. That speaks directly against what the president is about. Yeah, apparently and the Patriots... That's dis- the reason. Despite uh, the, I think, unearned reputation, you know, there's always that running joke of how they only have white receivers, Bill Belichick's races, blah, blah, blah. Uh all the reports stemming out from uh, anyone that's uh, been around the team in the, the spring into the summer when there were protests and, and, and social issues came to the forefront in the country, said that Bill Belichick handled it fantastically. They had multiple meetings about it continuously throughout the year and that he, he was fantastic with it. I guess defeating the narrative of ESPN and all of those hot take artists that just really like to really like to have uninformed opinions because they're on TV and they get paid lots of money. And you can say anything you want on TV. Just ask Justin Thomas. It's not golfer. true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wasn't good. Not good. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you sound like Bernie driving me nuts. <laughs> not the Bernie you think either. All right, <clears throat> it's time to go down the rabbit hole. All right, while you do this, I'm going to step away because we probably have some time. All right, I'll be back. Ah, <laughs> uh, where to begin? Let's start with Elijah. Elijah, what do you think? 
Just kidding. Love to call you out when you have to go pee-pee. So the Eagles did something fucking stupid this week. And they have fired Doug Peterson. Take a breath. I know you're angry. Talking to myself now. What a fucking shit show this team is. There are times, like right now, where I absolutely hate that I'm an Eagles fan. This team is fucked up. From the ownership down to the GM, and it stops around there. Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman are fucking delusional. Where should we start? Let's start with Lurie, because he's an idiot. He had a press conference after the firing of Doug where he did the normal hogwash. Oh, thank you for everything you did. You brought us the Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't want you to be fired. Blow job and her. Shut the fuck up. He doesn't even hold Howie Roseman accountable for anything. Not even does not even mention the roster construction. The you know the decisions how he's made, nothing, and then he goes on to say without saying that the reason they let Doug go, they fired him, was because Doug wanted to win this year. Doug's plan for the roster and the offense was to get them back on track and win this year, and Jeffrey Lurie basically said without saying, "We're not going to win. We don't want to win. We don't care if we don't win." That's the stupidest thing. And then he brings up the team needs to get younger. We need to accumulate draft picks to get the team younger. That's what you've been saying for the past three years. And then you have Howie out here re-signing aging veterans to these ridiculous, you know, cap-restrictive fucking contracts. And then he, at one point in his press conference, calls Wentz an asset. That is not something you say about the guy that you think is going to come back to be your franchise quarterback. You don't call him an asset. That makes it sound like he's a trade piece. Which now that Doug is gone, which I'm sure he'll get a nice comfy job at like Chargers or something and win a Super Bowl. But on the Wentz thing, like, I still feel like... if he really is trying to get younger and all he's going to do is maybe roll with Hurts because he's young and on a rookie deal and then get a bunch of draft picks in here and cut all these old guys and just super tank it for a year or two. First of all, it's going to be incredibly shitty to watch. Elijah's drink just hit him like a man. Ooh. Good one? What are you drinking? Straight whiskey. Straight whiskey. Is it the Rocks whiskey? No, that's tequila. Never mind. (laughs) The Rock has tequila. Oh, no. Uh, My beverage has nothing to do with Dwayne Johnson. Okay. So back to Jeffrey Lurie, who sucks. I just saw something on Twitter before we started recording that said Jeffrey Lurie is more like Jerry Jones than the public realizes, and that scares the shit out of me, but also feels so right. The non the basic defense of Howie Roseman by not acknowledging that he did anything wrong the past few years is ridiculous. We could start with DK Metcalf not being drafted. Instead, we ended up with JJ Arthago Whiteside. We could have DK on our team right now. And then we go back to this year when we could have had Justin Jefferson on our team. But we got Jalen Rager. Imagine if the Eagles... He was Eagles... a scheme guy, though. That's why. He was a scheme yeah. receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad they didn't use him in any of the schemes he excelled at in college. Can you imagine if the Eagles had Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf on the team right now? Could be good. Could yeah. Be good. Then you wouldn't be talking about taking a wide receiver at six. So those are both Howie flubs. By the way, in all the time since Howie's been the GM, do you know how many Pro Bowlers he's drafted? Two. Zero. One. Ah, Carson Wentz. Right in the middle. 
the guy who they can't figure out what to do with. So, Howie Roseman is now going to be hiring his fourth coach since he became a GM. He was responsible for firing Andy Reid, which we can all say was probably not the best idea. He goes on to win a Super Bowl in another city. I think he's the best coach in the NFL right now. So I'm sure we can argue about that another time, but that's my opinion. We welcome yours. Back to you, Fred. But how he has roster control, he decides, you know, who they're going to sign, who they're going to draft, everything. He is the final say. The grand poopa, you might say. Is that the term? Did I use it right? <laughs> poopa. Not poopa. <laughs> Got him. Uh, so he has control over the the who is on the roster. But then the most ridiculous thing, he has control over who is up and down, you know, active and healthy scratch, whatever, on game days. So Doug could be... I, probably said this before on the podcast but duck could be scheming up for you know this guy to get a bunch of carries some shit in the passing game boop out we're gonna do this play philly special part two steve Knox hands it off to elijah throws it to sean who fumble ruskies it back to steve touchdown when we all played for the eagles remember that madden 15 great year good but my point was doug plans you know to use he Doug could not pick his coaches. He could not pick his players. He could not pick who was playing on game days. Pets' heads are falling off. This team can't draft under Howie Roseman. We're seventy million over the cap going into this year. What? How is he completely absolved of all this again? How many GMs have made it through four coaches? Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson, and now. Whoever they could possibly oh, they should bring. hire Chip Kelly again. Who is going to want this job? Probably Chip Kelly. Who? I'll tell you who. Adam Gase. <laughs> oh, great. We're going to get fucking We're going to get the old Swaparuski. Adam Gase to the Eagles, Doug Peterson to the Jets. Oh, stab me in the dick with a monkey. Think about that. Like The the connection between Doug Peterson and uh, Jojo Kelly Berger. Doug. Like. That's, it makes all the sense in the world right there. Drafted number two overall, gets to build the team from the ground up. Mm. Yummy, gets to yummy, pick yummy. his coaches. I just picture Howie Roseman of coming down like on game day and walking through the locker room and being like, white socks, white socks, white socks. You, you need ankle socks, white socks. Your mouthpiece needs to be white tonight. Mm. I like the... Uh this potential head coaching candidates list that I've seen from the Eagles so far, including Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley, which would be an absolute disaster. And that's probably who they'll hire. You know, there's, in my opinion, there's only one option. There's only one thing you can do. If you're truly going to bring in a bunch of young people, no free agents, you're going to completely commit to this younger mentality then you just need to elevate Deuce Staley, finally give him his shot, and name him the head coach. Because that man is the motivator of men. He gets people fired up. I think he'd be a good option anyways. And then you could bring in one of these offensive minds to be the coordinator. And just the lure of the job is you're going to call plays. It's going to be your offense. I think that would be, you know, one way to make this job appealing because on the outside, I don't know if they're going to be able to get any of these high profile names like Biennemi, Sala, who they've requested to speak to. Who's going to want to come to this fucking dysfunction? Doug's not going to sit around and call Biennemi and be like, oh, it's great over there. You got smoothies and ice cream. <laughs> He's going to be like, don't fucking go there. It's a nightmare. It's a mess right now. And then he's going to call his buddy Sean McDermott and be like, hey, tell Brian Daybold if the Eagles call not to answer. <laughs> Why would he recommend that job to anyone? Who's going to want that job? It's going to be somebody who just wants to be able to be a head coach that they'll take any sort of situation. 
just to get the title. Like Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. I've heard that one too. <laughs> what about, didn't they request uh, earlier today to talk to Todd Bowles? Yep. Oh, that was one thing from Jeffrey Lurie's press conference. He had the balls to say, um, I've been out front of the minority coaching candidates from the beginning when I hired Ray Rhodes. So he hired Ray Rhodes as a coach. Then he fired him in like 98, 95, 98, whenever. I think that was before, just before Andy Reid. Yep. So... Since that time to present, do you know how many minority assistant coaches the Eagles have had? My guess is I'm none. Guess two. Two. Ah. <laughs> Got it. Two. So he's all bragging about how he's been in, to the front of blah, 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 at the forefront. And he's like, oh, Deuce Staley, he'll get, you know, <clears throat> he'll get an interview and he'll be in consideration. No, he should be the guy. Fuck it. We'll do it if I for free. <laughs> Before we move on from the Eagles, I know we're taking up a lot of time on this. This team failed Doug from the beginning. This guy won a Super Bowl in the most unrealistic way ever. They're, they were like the 31st most injured team that year. His MVP caliber quarterback goes out. Then he's got a backup quarterback who is... Until this point, really been just a guy. He had a couple flashes. He had the miracle season with Chip Kelly. It's 27 and 2. And he's been a bum everywhere else. And he was literally thinking about retiring. And they're like, why don't you just come over here and be the backup for the Eagles? He's like, sure. One last go round with the old birds. Birds. He goes on a miracle run in the playoffs, wins the Super Bowl. Then Doug gets that team. Back to the playoffs two straight years after that. Once again being riddled by injuries. Once again losing his starting quarterback. He's got the the rosters he's been handed on offense. It's just been so bad. And this year, it's being reported that he wanted to bench Wentz way earlier in the season. And management said, nope, nope, nope. They would not let him bench Wentz until after that Cowboys game. Then they stepped in. He's like, I'm doing this for the team. Also, that tanking that Doug took the hit on all, you know, from the national media and everybody on that Week 17 game, that came from above him. He was told to play that game like that. That's not true, because I heard uh, Chris Collinsworth and... Uh, what's his face? Talk about how Doug Peterson told him before the game that uh, Nate Sudfeld deserved to play some time in that game. Yeah. Why do you think they were putting Nasty Nate in there? Also, I think it's pretty disrespectful to Nate Sudfeld that the national media is accusing the Eagles of tanking by playing him. <clears throat> I'd be offended if I was him. Oh, come. I'd probably be offended too, but that doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> like you assholes you're right <laughs> you guys that's not nice to me but I am not that good so just to put a little bow on this because I stayed relatively calm proud of myself the fucking Philadelphia Eagles are going to regret this Doug Peterson has a lot of clout as a Super Bowl winning coach no Super Bowl winning coach has ever been fired this fast by the way post his Super Bowl did you know Sean Payton went 7-9 and nine the three seasons following their Super Bowl? Still kept them around. You don't just fire good coaches over one bad year. Especially yeah, look, at, look at the Minnesota he, Vikings and Mike Tice. Come on. Sometimes you give them the Medal of Freedom. Yeah, right? Or you try to. They set him up for failure from the beginning, and Doug deserves way better. Love you, Doug. Goodbye. Good luck on your next Super Bowl next year. Probably would have kept him around if he wore a normal hat. If the GM wasn't a fuck, 
and the owner and the GM weren't like fucking yoga buddies or whatever they do that's so fucking special they can't hold each other accountable. I can't wait to see Fuck what they them. do at number six in the draft. <laughs> We're going to live th- that draft again and watch Sean Mac just completely Jones. melt down. Mac no, I, Jones. You, you know what they'll do is they'll fucking take like Fields or Zach Wilson, whoever's available, and we're quarterback victory. We're going to run an offense <laughs> with three Mac quarterbacks on the field Jones. at the same time. Coming down for battery. Coming down for battery. Who's picking muffin. seven that's going to laugh at him? I don't know. I don't even know yet. Can't wait till that video next year. Gonna be fun. Be real fun. So, like I said before, this the Eagles are so fucked up cap-wise, roster-wise. Nobody wants to coach for them. I wanted to go through the teams. I'm going to give you the team that is open and tell me if you would pick the Eagles job or that job. Elijah? I'm ready. Jacksonville or Philadelphia? Which one is more enticing? Jacksonville. It's not close. No, it's not. You got the number one pick. You got more cap room than you've got one. Ever it, you I think you the third highest cap. 21 yeah. as well in the first round. You can remake that team virtually instantly. You also have a budding pro bowler in your, in your offensive backfield, which... It's going to make life super easy for Trevor Lawrence. And you get to live in Jacksonville, Florida. Fucking beautiful. 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 I think we're all in consensus there. How about the Detroit Lions over the Eagles? That's a close one. That's a close one. (laughs) I think probably... I think I'd take... I think I'd probably retire. <laughs> no, I'd probably take the, I think I would take the Eagles over the Lions. I think I'd take the Eagles over the Lions. Steve, Falcons or the Eagles? See, that's a tough one too though. Like I don't know, in Atlanta, you know, you've got an aging quarterback. It's kind of slowly been slumping away. You know, the like two headed monster used to have at running back is kinda gone. The Julio show where he catches a bunch of passes but doesn't really score a lot of points. The defense is terrible. I don't know, man. (laughs) It's a tricky uh, one. It is. It's I mean, I guess I'd probably take the Philadelphia job. Quarterback's the most important position in you know what they? I mean, I know you, you've crazy. always, yeah, you've always heard the the term. If you have two quarterbacks, then you don't have one quarterback. But I think you got two guys there that are competent to run the position, and I don't know so much about the Falcons anymore. All right, how about the Jets? God damn Jets! The goddamn Jets! Yeah, I think I'd take the Jets job over Philly. Working with Joe Douglas. I'm sure you'd have more roster control as far as being allowed to pick who's fucking playing or not. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, I know it's like a coaching position, but, I mean, if you're Joe Douglas, then it seemed to make like a lot of sense to get one of these quarterback-hungry teams that'll give you a shit ton of draft capital and what have you to move out of the number two spot and try and see if uh, this Sam Darnold thing will work. Before his contract's up. Bet Dougie could work with Sammy. I mean, I think he's good. I just think that the leadership, <laughs> uh, as far as from a coaching standpoint, just hasn't been there for him. And uh, Nope. Also, it would be nice to have, you know, a wide receiver who's somebody who gets drafted, you know, early on in a fantasy league or something like that, you know? High name guy, wouldn't hurt at all. Maybe not have a thirty-nine year old Frank Gore as your running back. <laughs> Dude, guy's indestructible. <laughs> Praise be unto Frank. I mean, he's amazing. Absolutely, he sold amazing, his but... soul at some point because that dude. Is... Yeah, it's not. 
not going to win you a Super Bowl, but, I mean, he's like old school Leroy Horde, you know? Hey, coach. Leroy. You need, you need two yards, I'll get you three. You need four yards, I'll get you three. <laughs> I love it. All right, how about the Texans versus the Eagles job? Talk about dysfunction meets dysfunction. If I could be the coach and the GM of the Texans, I'd take the job. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Nick Casario wore a million different hats in the Patriots organization over the last 20 years. The guy like knows how to everything operates through and through, but I mean, he hasn't really proven anything as far as him being the guy. And I don't think, I mean, look at New England's drafting history over the last, you know, six, seven years. Not, not fantastic. Like, it's that reason they're kind of, the roster's, you know, up in the air at this point. Um, so, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be the head coach under Casario, having it be his first year. <laughs> Honestly, I'd rather just go to Philly and be told what I have to do. <laughs> right, I guess. All right. I saved this one for last because I think it's the best job available. The Eagles job or the Chargers? The Chargers. I don't even think we have to talk about why. Like, it's obvious. All the reasons. Yeah, you get to play in Los Angeles in a brand new stadium with no fans. Even if COVID wasn't a thing. Um, Runner-up, rookie of the year, quarterback, you know, it's... Great. <laughs> Planting his flag. Planting his flag. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? I, Justin Herbert, all pro this year? Hey, nope. I agree with you. Yeah, I Did, agree. Do you make the Pro Bowl? Nope. Just Set any rookie, rookie, rookie records? Hmm? Nope. But the NFL's chalk is fucking boring, and a quarterback will be the rookie of the year, and the MVP, and the offensive player of the year. Always happens. Boner. Uh, Let's uh, talk about the football games that did happen since we have all off-season to talk about our sucky-ass teams. Let's start with the first game of the weekend. That was the thriller between the Colts and the Bills. Bills win 27-24 in what was might be Phillip Rivers' last game, maybe? (laughs) It's got to be. Doesn't it? I don't know. I'd imagine he hangs it up. I don't know. He's got a lot of mouths to feed at home, so he's got to keep making that paper. Nine kids does not come cheap. Maybe he wants to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) Maybe. Two more kids, and he can field his own football team. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, so the Bills move uh, on. We're going to talk about that Bills game just for a second. Didn't Josh Allen do his best impersonation of last year and try to shit that game away again <laughs> dude they like to keep them close i think they do it on purpose because it pumps them up i don't know scary scary sherry Ooh, there's a throwback scary terry um pandering to sean's wife saints over the bears 21 to 9 fucking snooze bowl Boy. Dude, that game should have been a lot closer if that meathead on the Bears doesn't drop a wide-open touchdown that hits him in the hands. That was, what a great play. That was rough. That was rough. What a ding-dong. The it's design, a meme of it. it everything was, like, was awesome. But yeah. you didn't catch it. Fucking. I saw a meme of the quarterback, and it said, her birth control, and then on the ball it said, my sperm. <laughs> Just <laughs> slide through. <laughs> uh, the Bucks beat. The Washington football team, 31-23. And hey, guys, I don't know if you know this, but Tony Dungy, really impressed by Taylor Heineke. (laughs) At least 57 (laughs) times in that game. (laughs) Every offensive possession, just two or three times, just Tony Dungy lapping Taylor Heineke's nuts. Which, I mean, the guy balled out. I didn't think it was going to be pretty at all. And he put in all the effort, and it looked like he was... Like, incredibly prepared to play that game, which I don't know who would be when you're a practice squad guy, you know, coming into wild or super wild card weekend. But yeah, kudos to Taylor Haneke. Yeah, uh, we'll miss you forever in Minnesota. Uh, Tom Brady moves on in the playoffs again. Uh, 
what was the stat I saw? Hold on, I got it. I got it saved here. Dude, why are you looking for that? How about the yeah. picture of Brady next to the picture of the other dude that was the same age as him from like forever ago? Did you see that? Uh, who is the quarterback? They had Brady's picture next to another guy who was the same age. He was like 48 or whatever. <laughs> 43? George something, I think his name was. George Blanda? George Blanda, that's what it was. They had their pictures side by side, and Brady looks like 40 years younger than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady has now beaten 17 different teams in the playoffs. So he's beaten more teams than any quarterback has total wins in playoff history. I mean, he's good. If if any team were to let him get away, they'd be really stupid. <laughs> we got Cam Newton. We're all set. Well, here's the thing. We didn't even have Cam Newton. Yeah. It was Jared Stidham, baby. Jared Stidham was. <laughs> God, Jared's like Tom Brady go, and now he's playing against the 90-year-old Drew Brees in the History Channel matchup of the week, <laughs> and 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 we just let him go so that we could watch Cam Newton throw seven touchdown passes. Elsa, that bitch. Seven, seven, seven. This is a Friends episode or what? I don't even. I don't know. I guess we're friends. Sure. In the snooze fest of the week, in my opinion, the Rams beat the Seahawks thirty to twenty. And for the this second, was not a this was not as much a snooze fest as the Saints Bears game was. Oh, I don't know. I found that game more exciting because the with the Rams game and they're starting. Uh, what's his nuts? He Wolford. gets hurt. Yeah, Wolford gets hurt. Goes yeah, to let's the hospital. just for a second. Here comes Jared Goff as the emergency backup quarterback. <laughs> Two years in a row, Seattle's cheap shotted the starting quarterback out of a playoff game. Yeah, that's why they fired their offensive coordinator, Sean. <laughs> Makes I sense. Mean, they're the Legion of Boom, after all. The Legion of Poop. They lay a stinker. I mean, they just couldn't. That's what keep happens up. when you. You play a team that allows a 12th man on the field. I mean, it's <laughs> bound to happen sooner or later, right? All right. And the Ravens finally get Lamar a playoff win, defeating the Titans 30-20. to That was an exciting game. Yes, it was. Mike Jones. It was... It was <laughs> the uh, crazy chippiness between the two teams, too, at... That's the first time in the history of my watching football that I saw the end of the game and the teams didn't shake hands. Like the Ravens literally just walked off the field. Um, I I wrote the score down wrong. The score was twenty to thirteen. Twenty to thirteen. I put the Rams Seahawks score in there twice. <laughs> I thought that didn't sound right, but I was just like, whatever. Maybe I'm just. We talk about not a. Not shaking hands. How about Jimmy Graham catching a touchdown and just going right down the tunnel? See, yeah, the game was over. He's like, fuck this, dude. Yeah. All right. And what was the absolute most amazing thing I've ever seen of the weekend? The Cleveland Browns go into Pittsburgh and just absolutely mushroom stamp their foreheads. 48 to 37. They had four touchdowns in the first quarter. The Steelers could literally do nothing right. First snap of the game over Roethlisberger's head, touchdown. Then interception, the next drive, touchdown. Two, yeah, another interception, touchdown. He had like three touch, uh, three interceptions. Yeah, there was a uh, a great a great meme on rolling around on Twitter too. Uh, I I want to see it was a. Toledo quarterback, whose last name is uh, Likely, and the post on the picture says, how many interceptions will Ben Roethlisberger have in the game this weekend? And then it shows the back of his jersey, Likely, four. (laughs) (laughs) It was beautiful. I loved it. Got him. Yeah, how about uh, Ben Roethlisberger never lost to the Browns at home his entire career until this game. It was like Pretty 17 crazy. and 0. 
Yeah, I think it was 13. But. 13. Either way, crazy. Yeah. Pretty nuts. The Browns get their first victory since Bill Belichick was the coach <laughs> uh, in the playoffs. And the first road victory since like 1976 or something like that. Lord. Just absolutely nuts. Well, they deserved it. Well, I mean, it was great even to if see. you look at this, you've got, I mean, the Buccaneers hadn't been to the playoffs since 2002. And then you got the Browns, or no, the Browns were 2002, the Buccaneers in 2007. But both of those teams hadn't won playoff games in like 20 years. Unreal. So it does set up quite the weekend. Let's get to it. Let's do the playoff. Playoff. Pick them. Pick them. Playoff pick them, baby. Playoff pick them one. Playoff pick them, baby. Who is going to make a run? Playoff pick them, baby. Playoff pick them one. Playoff pick them, baby. Who is going to make a run? Playoff pick them, baby. Who is going to make a run? All right. Playoff pick them. Start in the NFC. Let's do the NFC first. We have Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. The pairing Deshaun's wife game of the week. The Bucks at the Saints. And Elijah, since you are the Tom Brady expert, we'll start with you. What do you say? I say that Tom Brady's going to break your wife's heart just like you broke my heart. And the Buccaneers are going to roll the Saints over. And your wife's going to be in a bad mood. And you're going to have to deal with it. So the Buccaneers win. You're welcome. You have a score prediction or? Uh, sure. No? 30, 31 to, to, to sleeping on the couch. 24. <laughs> All right. Soopy doopy. How you poopy? I mean, I'm riding on the Buccaneers and, you know, any. I mean, I. I See, time and time again, people giving the Buccaneers crap about how they played that game against the Washington football team. But let's not forget that the Buccaneers' offense scored 31 points on the second-best defense in the NFL. That's a big deal. Saints also have a good defense, but uh, I think we're going to see more of the same. I know the Buccaneers have lost twice to the Saints so far this year. You know what Tom Brady says? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me thrice, I don't think so. <laughs> Nobody's ever beaten Tom Brady three times in one year. <laughs> Buccaneers, 31. Saints, 30. It's awesome. Oh, you got the same fucking score. <laughs> Damn it. So, uh, do you know where... This buccaneer is going to sleep? Under his bucking hat? Not in my bucking bed if the Bucks win. <laughs> so, I'm going Saints, 31-30. So, we can all agree that 31 is the winning score. Yes, I guess the fuck so. <laughs> all right. So, Rams at the Packers is the other matchup. Let's see. Let's start with Steve. The Goofs versus the Discount Double Check. Yeah, we're getting the Rogers rate this time. Uh, this is going to be Packers, and the good Lord help me, Tom Brady wins in the other game, because if i got to watch an NFC Championship game between Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Um, but I'll, uh, yeah, take the pack to win, we'll say, 27-19. to 19. I also think the Packers will win because that is the smart way to go. The goofs will goof. The troops will troop. Super Sticky Steve Knox is on to something here. 27-19. Sounds guys, like a good score. Listen, obviously the Packers win the game, right? The only question is the score. And when I think of the score that's going to be scored, I think that the Packers win by eight. And I think they score 27 points. So I'm taking the Packers 27 <laughs> to the Rams 19. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and what's probably going to be one of the more exciting games of the weekend? 
the Ravens at the Bills, Lamar versus Josh Allen. I expect points on points on points. But in the end, I'm going to stick to my original predictions, and I'm going to say the Bills win, and I'm going to put it 34-32. I also picked the Bills originally to win. Uh, I'm worried about that now, but I will stay with them, and I'm going to take the Bills to win by a score of... Uh, 20, 20, no, 34 to 19. Did you see the video of the Bills fan celebrating the victory? And he jumped off the van and he went, tried to go through the table feet first and he fucking snapped his leg. I saw up until impact because I knew what was about to happen and I turned away. It was so gross. All right. Well, uh, I got the Ravens going out and running the ball a lot and keeping Josh Allen on the sidelines and the Ravens will be victorious 23 to 20. No they won't. All right. So the last game then and the one I'm looking forward to the most I think the Browns at the Chiefs. And just before we pick the games, if we think about the AFC, we're literally going to get either Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield or Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And honestly, and if you Baker look Mayfield at the is NFC, the oldest one of those at 26 years old. If you look at the <laughs> NFC, obviously the quarterbacks are older, but besides the Rams, you have got top tier guys that have been around for a while. Like, yeah, you're getting Breeze, Brady, or Rodgers. Honestly, in terms of uh, quarterback situation for the playoffs, short of Russell Wilson beating the Rams, you couldn't pick, like, the NFL could not be happier with how this played out. Exactly. Yep. The youth movement on one side and the old fogies on the other yeah. side. I mean, the marketing rights the, itself. Uh, the senior division. Exactly. All right. So, Elijah, kick us off. I mean, the Chiefs obviously win. So, that's, yeah. I hate them. I don't want them to win. I think they'll probably win like 42 to 10. I don't think it'll be close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unless the ball gets snapped over Patrick Mahomes' head on the first play. The Chiefs win this game. So imagine if Tyreek Hill came out like tomorrow and was like, "Still the Browns." Like, <laughs> then <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm dancing. Look at this. Still the Browns. Still the Browns. Like, gonna win. Yeah. I plead uh, not guilty. You know what? It, you know what it is. It's the Chiefs thirty-one, Browns seventeen. <laughs> Do you think it could happen? Do you think this could be a magical year, or are the Browns gonna get flushed? Poop jokes for days. I'm going to live on the wild side, and I'm going to pick the Browns to win this game 24-17. It could happen. Sean's got the fucking Bills-Browns as the AFC championship. (laughs) It's like everybody predicted. So I have Saints-Packers, Bills-Browns, Elijah Bucks-Packers, Bills-Chiefs. Fucking Bill Browns, sounds like (laughs) some dude that works at the warehouse. (laughs) Hey, Bill Browns to the control desk, please, Bill Browns. (laughs) And Steve is Bucks, Packers, Ravens, Chiefs. Literally any of those lineup of games would be awesome. So we are kind of spoiled. This is kind of a good year for the playoffs. I like it. <laughs> Only one of our teams was involved. It'd be even better. No, nah, that'd be way too stressful. This is much better for us. <clears throat> All right. I think that's going to do it then for episode 140 of the Joint Practices Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. You could be on our show too if you'd like. All you got to do is hit us up, jointpracticespod at gmail.com. Send us an email, tell us you want to be on the show. Or you could tweet at us, and Elijah will tell you all about that. You can tweet at us at Joint Practices, at Sean JPP, at the not. Wait, didn't Wrong. you change it back? I changed it back. I got to tell that story to, now, don't I? You need to update the documentation. Yep. <clears throat> tell the story. All right. So, real quick, the story. So, the rumors about Carson Wentz being traded started coming out or whatever, and Steve made some comment about him hosting the show and being like, hey, what's up? This is Steve Knox. You can find me on Twitter at 11 the Goat after Carson gets traded to the Vikings. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> you can't have Carson Wentz. I will not allow it. I'm going to take back the 11 the Goat handle right now. So that there's no way Steve can ever have it. <laughs> not going to let it happen. I will not even watch football because if I don't watch it, it's not happening. 
Carson Wentz was on the Eagles and they were up by this much. And now all of a sudden he's on the Vikings. They're stealing the quarterback. All right, here we go again. Round two. <clears throat> Stop the steal. D- don't. <laughs> don't. No, I haven't yelled. I ha- No. Last week was Ted Cruz, and I actually ended up being pretty fucking right on that, didn't I? That was a pretty spot on fucking take about that rat bastard. All right. Uh, here it is. Okay. Get the marijuana boiling. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Or you can tweet us because, yeah, I don't know. At Joint Practices, at 11 the go, at the Knox says, at Rock Just send us a tweet with a hashtag. Uh, it, I don't know. It wasn't stolen. <laughs> Biden 2020. Who gives a shit? Let us know you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. It's a just, long hashtag. Just send us a message. Like, hashtags don't matter. Twitter's censoring them anyway. First Amendment. Send us a message. Tell us you want to be on it. It's cool. <laughs> I love how people are complaining about the First Amendment on social media. Like, that's what it was written for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really what it was. 1776, they were like, in yonder year when Twitter bird exists, <laughs> we shall allow people to say whatever the fuck they feel. All right. All right, Steve. Quick history history quiz. Who uh, wrote the Bill of Rights? Uh, Donald Trump. Wrong. James Madison. No, no. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I read on Twitter this morning it was Donald Trump. Wrong. It was James Madison. And he was the best president that this country has ever had. First off, you didn't read that on Twitter because they banned all that shit from Twitter. <laughs> Dude, my favorite part of that was ago, all the people on Twitter. I had, <laughs> I lost five thousand followers today. Kevin Sorbo, my Did favorite you see Kevin thing. Sorbo? No, and it goes to Kevin Sorbo. So former, what was he? Hercules. He was Hercules. He uh, yeah, played Hercules opposite of uh, Xena or Warrior Princess. Like, he says, "What the hell, Twitter? I lost forty thousand followers that got deleted over the last week." <laughs> Somebody commented on it. Was like, "No, you fucking idiot." Because you you defended the morons that stormed the Capitol, everybody stopped unfollowing you because they know what kind of person you are. Yes and no. So Twitter comes out and says, essentially, so we've deleted all these Nazis and uh, conspiracy theorists. And then everyone's like, I lost 50,000 followers. Well, it turns out 50,000 of your followers were probably Nazis. <laughs> so maybe don't go Got barking em. about that. But I don't know. All right. Yeah, tweet us. Uh, I mean, did I, I do my thing? Okay, yeah, I did so, my thing. Fuck Donald Trump. Put the drop. Put the drop in. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Sugar Man Trap Special. Yeah. Before we end that, just to circle the wagons here. After the bullshit we saw at the Capitol, those terrorists. Exactly what they should be called, by the way. Not protesters. I would just like to remind you to please be supportive of your black community. Um, Black lives do matter. And I personally got into some crazy stuff at work for reporting racism that's been going on in our company. And there's no place for it in the workplace. And no place for it anywhere. I'll tell you what, it wasn't easy being in that room and saying those things. It literally brought me to tears. It was crazy to think this stuff is, like, for all the people that say this stuff doesn't happen here or doesn't happen to me, like, when you finally see it, it's overwhelming and disgusting, and I'm hoping people can change, and we can change the world, so don't be fucking racist easy game by the way don't be racist everybody wins yeah just time for us to all support each other and realize we're all just trying to get through life alive and it's not going to happen that way but we try to make our uh, lives easier by helping each other so love you guys thanks for listening cry eagles cry Vikings. We probably have to find a few coaches. Also, our assistant GM's going somewhere else. Ted Cruz can fuck himself. (laughs) Got him. Impeach the cunt. We out. (laughs) Called him a peach.
I was right about that last week, by the way. That was before everything happened. That was, what, what was that, three days beforehand? And then three days later, he's there being a traitor to the nation with his stupid little face doing that lip thing I talked about. Exactly. Oh, my God.